What I am about to tell you sounds crazy. But you have to listen to me. Your very lives depend on it. Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. And welcome, internets, to another episode of Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans or something to that extent. It's your boy, DJ Benjamin, alongside my co-host for the evening, Tatiana King-Jones, the Grand Duchess of Tech. That's right, and we are back with another episode of the premiere podcast for people of color presenting geek culture. I think I just messed that up because I am <laughs> Ben Hameen, the butcher, butcher of names. names. That's exactly. right, folks. And you're back in the spaceship. How you doing, Tatiana? I'm doing well. This is uh, looks like our last week before the holidays, right? Yes, it is. We're wrapping it up for the year. 2013 out of here. Did you have a good year? I had a fantastic year. This has been an awesome year, and it's ending awesomer. And it's, you know, Fan Bros started this year. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that alone has just been, like, so epic for me. Yeah, I was going to add that, you know, with the introduction to Fan Bros this year for me, like, all my horizons just completely expanded. I'm so happy right now. They opened up, like Starface says, they opened up like the world. You know, I won't go into the rest of that, but you know, you know the <laughs> reference. Yeah. yeah, our show is still trying to be rated at least PG-13 and saying that one wouldn't be. <laughs> We're going to get in trouble by the FCC. Yeah, fuck the FCC, though, because we're definitely not on the Internet. I mean, on on the radio, so fuck them and all that. You know what I mean? Yes. Word up. Yes. This is fan bros, and we don't, you know, care about the FCC. And I think I think you can say that in a PG-13. Yo, I like that tagline, yo. This is fan bros. We don't care about the FCC. Word up. You know what I mean? We don't care about the Comics Code Authority either. None of that mess. PG-13. We don't care about the RIAA? No. no nobody. No, nobody. None of that. So what's going on, Tatiana? What is happening? We are at the end of the year. It's almost over. Uh, everybody who's been filling out our survey at the midroll.com slash survey slash bros. I still got it. Yep, we got to go. There it goes. Thank you for filling that out. That's correct. The big-ass man is still on the website. Yep, right up there on fanbros.com. You can get it right there. Everybody's been shouting us out on the comment section, going crazy on SoundCloud. Um, the Twitter's popping, Fanbros show, Gmail, everything's popping. Oh, I want to thank the people who reached out to us last week. We had a call out for some interns, for some writers. We're still looking for more, but shout out to the people who came through. What up? You'll be seeing their work on fanbros.com very soon. Um, yo, I just want to talk about this meeting I had this week, though, real quick. Uh-oh. 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 Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah, me and uh, Kim Sonian, our new producer of the show, we went and met with Mr. Chris Morrow, the executive producer <laughs> of the Loudspeakers <laughs> Network. There we go. And you know what happens when you meet with the suits, Tatiana? BS. yeah it it never seems to go that well you know i felt like when darth vader came out with the you know when when he he was like you and that stupid magic sorcery oh Oh, wait a minute minute. so chris morrow's darth vader what i mean i wouldn't say he's darth vader but there was definitely some dark side force going on in that meeting right there what tell tell him why you mad man i felt like i was choked out yeah (laughs) i felt like the very life was drained out of me so what was this meeting about um, it was about the future of fan bros, okay. you know, and, and the next year and where we're going and, you know, our plans to take over the world like Pinky and the Brain. Right, 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 right. You know? So and, he's, he's, um, he's paying for us to have, like, cars shuttle us back and forth right between our house and the studio, right? Um, nah, he's more like paying to keep us in them cages. Uh, you know, Pinky and the Brain ain't getting out at night to take over the world. <laughs> it was. 
<laughs> so I don't get a per diem, man. Uh, I'm not going to be on my Paris Hilton-ish. Uh, I don't know. But, you know, the question is, Tatiana, what would you do when, you know, the fan bros do accomplish their plan to take over the world? You yes, know? sir. We're ruling the world. Yes, the sir. money is rolling in. Statues are being erected in our name. Shout out to Chico Leo on that. You know what? What? Shout out to Handsome Jack because he gets statues erected in his name. That's Borderlands ha- Two for you. Handsome Jack. Handsome Jack. You gotta play Borderlands Two to understand. Oh, I missed that one. He, get, <laughs> he, get, he gets statues in his name. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's always a win. Yeah. All right. Well, what would you do once all that happens and Fan Bros is on and popping? You're rich billionaire, trillionaire. What's your next move? I'm going every station on cable. And just be mad crazy. I'm just gonna go cray. Be like, yo, y'all ain't listening to Fan Bro Chat? I'm gonna be on CNN. But by that point, MSNBC. everyone's gonna be listening. It don't matter. I'm gonna be on CNN, MSMC. <laughs> that, and I'm not gonna just show by myself. I'm gonna have a whole lot of dances. Because I'm MC Hammer. What happened to being a teacher? Before we on the air, she was talking about being on the te- well, a teacher. Well, I mean, and you said once I, well, MC Hammer. Once I got it, the first time I got it, I ain't going to know how to act. <laughs> so I'm gonna be straight up MC Hammer with it. And then, like, maybe. Two years later, when I'm like chill, I'm like, right, I'm done. I'm done wilding. I'm 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 gonna chill and be a teacher. All right, nice. nice. What about you? Me, I'm just like I said on Combat Jet Show a few months back when this question came up. I'm I'm gonna disappear. Word. Yep. Wait, so you don't want to be like media mogul? You don't want to no, be everyone? No, no, uh, uh-uh, nope. I'm gonna be like, um, what's the dude Leonardo DiCaprio played? Oh. Up in the room with my fingernails <laughs> going long. Oh, oh. <laughs> it's aviator. the wave of the future. It's the wave of the future. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> So that, that's going to be me. Howard going? Hughes? Yeah. Howard Hughes. Where yeah, you, Howard Hughes. That's going to be me. going somewhere in Africa? Yeah, somewhere in Africa, you know, somewhere somewhere where it's, like my man Jigga said, warm and no mosquitoes. Mm. Mm. Shout out to Jigga Man, though. And moving on to our net segment or our bid segment of the week. The week in bleak. Oh, <laughs> nice. All right, what we got up first, Tatiana, in the week in bleak? Well, first, last week I had mentioned a really nice, funny, hilarious story. Actually, um, our boy Navi Kansari was with us at the time. This uh, teenager in the UK who bought a an Xbox One for like seven hundred fifty dollars. The idiot off of eBay because he thought it was a console when it clearly said this is the picture of the console. Anyway, I'm trying now to figure out who's the bigger idiot at this point because th- this kid got basically redeemed in a big way. Like this guy came this guy came up. So after that whole thing went off, it went viral, um he talked to eBay. eBay said, "Here's your money back." You know, that was fair, right? You, that should have been the end of it, right? Yeah. No. So some retail outlet, kind of like the equivalent of um, GameStop over there, mm-hmm. was like, oh, we feel your pain, and turned around and gave this dude a free Xbox One. Mm. So you telling me I could be stupid, mad stupid, up. and come up and be cool? I mean, we are living in the age of the internet. You just describe basically the age we're living in. You can be stupid and come up. But And there's a slight twist to the story. The, the kid, the kid. I mean, I call him kid, but he's a teenager. He's like 19 years old or so. The guy technically bought it for his, he said his um his kid. I don't know, maybe he has a really young kid or something like that. I mean, that. he's 19. He could have a grandson by that age. True, true, yeah. true. And, and you know, I at first, like, he, they said it like they were trying to make me feel sympathy for him. But I'm like, nah, B, like, you you read it. You had a ch-. And my thing is, it's not like he didn't know. He said so himself. Like, well, I did see it, did say a picture of an Xbox. But I said to myself, I'm going to buy it anyway. So now he on to come up. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. All right. Whatever, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Shout out to him. 
Mm, no, no shout out to you, sir. I mean, hey, he came up. You know, you can't be mad. He got lucky because everybody else is idiot. Yeah, it happens. But anyway, big news for New York. Harlem is getting a huge, huge blanket ah, of Wi-Fi. Yes, yes. Harlem's about to get some free Wi-Fi. I think it'll be completed by next April or something like that. Yeah, it's actually um, it's going to be rolled out in about three stages. It's going to be completed May 2014. Okay. It's going to cover 95 city blocks uh, in Harlem. It's going to be the large, largest municipal Wi-Fi in United States. And like I said, it is going to be free Wi-Fi. So I know mad people jumping off, jumping up on that. What is going to be the most downloaded thing in Harlem, Tatiana, on this free Wi-Fi network? Probably Instagram because Instagram came out with IG Direct and then mm-hmm. they're going to send Harlem Shake videos to each other. Ah, wow, wow. I was thinking more about hair weave instructions. Oh. Oh. That's, oh. oh, I mean, but Harlem isn't even like Harlem that, like that anymore, though. You no, know? It's, yeah, not. Yeah, it's, it's not. It's not. It's not even, you know. To, to give you guys a little bit more information about this, phase one's going to cover streets 110th to 120th, 120th Street between Madison and Frederick Douglass Boulevard. Phase two is going to cover 121st to 126th Street. Apollo. And will be uh, the third phase will finish off with 127th to 138th Street. And like I said before, it'll be done in May 2014, uh, and it's supposed to um, reach about 80,000 citizens. So you're telling me the Dominicans will be last to get everything? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what, <laughs> what news do we have in, move in, in, in the week in Bleak? What's the next up? So the Jupiter Rising trailer came out. Do you Did you hear about that movie? The new Wachowski brother movie. The Matrix Brothers movie. The, the, the Wachowski brother movie. The Wachowski brothers movie. I mean, they I made see, the Matrix, so. Uh, they're not the Wachowski brothers. They are the Wachowski siblings. Oh, okay. The Wachowski team now. The Wachowski team? Yeah. What's wrong with Wachowski brothers? They ain't like that? Um. Well, one of them had a sex change. Wow. I thought you knew this. I'm late. Wow. Wow. I'm like. <laughs> wow. Fan bros out there. You you heard that. That silence wasn't fake, fan bros. That, that, was, that, was, that was for real. I didn't add in time, like, anything. That was how it went down see, in here. Like, straight up, I don't follow Lil Wachowski like that. Like, once the major was over, I was like, whatever. Wow. Yeah, sometime after Speed Racer, I want to say. Um, I didn't see Speed Racer. Fuck that. Well, I mean, not that the movie matters when you're getting a set change, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she. Um, yeah, he. Not that it matters. Yeah, he. One of them underwent a sex change and is now female. So they're the Wachowski siblings. So shout out to them. Jupiter Rising trailer. Jupiter Rising trailer. It stars Channing Tatum with pointy ears like Link. Spock. Or Spock, and uh, Mila Kunis, who is uh, the, the the premise is kind of strange. It's like Mila, Mila Kunis is like some queen of earth basically some okay. type of stuff and like Channing Tatum shows up tries to save her it's really crazy uh, that that trailer straight put me to sleep the trailer didn't really explain it's just like yeah I'm here to save you Channing Tatum with pointy ears would bother me it wasn't working for me at all the uh Channing Tatum wasn't working it just it, it looked interesting you know but th- then they had the same you know uh, Miller Kunis falling yeah, shot that they had in the matrix you I, know I like the I like effects so I, I'll watch it for the effects but like I, I can't say mm. I'm there for the story. And and on that, um, I was trying to watch Cloud Atlas last night. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I really am gonna give it another go. Internet's, you know, fan bros out there, you know, y'all can let me know in the comments. Hit me a fan bro show on the Twitter. Um, yeah, I I I don't know, you know, I, I don't know. Should I give it another go or not? I mean, my thing is, it took me 
how long is a movie? The movie's like three and a half hours or some 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 crap like that. It took me maybe four hours to finish it simply because I fell asleep three times. <sighs> So it's not the thing is the story it, it it is an incredible story. Um Kinsonian had mentioned that you know the book it was very good. It's just that it's a very hard movie to translate on screen. Kudos to Tom Hanks and to Halle Berry for for what doing like 30 characters or something like that between Some. the two of them and they did well. It's just hard to follow. Mm. It's it's a, it's a hard movie to sit there and just watch and look it, it, it's too much philosophy and all that stuff. Like, if you're just a philosophy buff or geek and you just, like, in it, fine, whatever. But it's just very long and involved, and it, it takes time. Uh, I'll try it again at some point then. Um, what else we got? We got the Edge of Tomorrow trailer starring Tom Cruise. Ah, uh, now that, that had me hyped. I'm not a soldier. Of course you're not. You're a weapon. Yeah, um, I only recently watched the last one, um, Oblivion? Oblivion, yeah, but I liked it. I, yeah, Oblivion I, was I, cool. I re- recently watched it. I definitely liked Oblivion. Um, Edge of Tomorrow is supposed to be, the basic premise that people have been going with is Groundhog Day meets Starship Troopers. It's like, yeah, and that's what exactly what it looks like. It, I said it was like Tom Cruise meets an unfortunately misplaced spawn point in Call of Duty. Ah, nice. I definitely, think so. yeah, because that's definitely what it is. Yeah, like you know how what happens when you respawn in the wrong place, <laughs> and somebody just keeps dropping that grenade right as you respawn, and boom, and you, then they run by you a dead corpse, and you're just looking at them <laughs> run by again and again, and they're all laughing, ha ha, you know, as T-Mac, they run by. Yeah. Oh, sorry, man. sorry, that's the other thing. <laughs> but um, that's Halo. <laughs> but the interesting thing where it doesn't look like Groundhog Day is the fact that um, there seems to be a woman involved in the same type yeah. of like she's repeating she's trying the same to save thing. him actually yeah like she's trying to explain to him how to get out of this or train him to fight the alien so he wins this war with mm-hmm. him or something mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um it's a uh, it's actually based on a novel all you need is kill yep by japanese sci-fi author would you like to do the honors why not the butcher of names says you know what? I had it before we started. That's, that's the real messed up part. Before we started, I knew what it was. Don't hesitate. Just Hiroshi Sakura's. Damn. <laughs> Hiroshi Sakura. No, uh, Hiroshi Sakurazaka. There we go. Hiroshi Sakurazaka. How come I could do that? Yeah, and then I can always get it right after that. But yeah, Hiroshi Sakurazaka is the director. I think All You Need Is Kill is a much better name. They should have gone with that. Yeah, I like that name. I This movie just, for me, stamped the fact that I believe Tom Cruise is from the future. Or he's definitely immortal. That, yeah. 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 You know, he's looking a little ragged in this, but maybe that's just a movie. But you notice he still looks the same way no matter what now, like yeah. in all his movies. Yeah, he's got like a permanent, you know, like slightly aged Tom Cruise. Like his look. hair Prime. don't. <laughs> Does not move. <laughs> his hair don't move. It changes color. That's about it. Yeah. One more, though. One more trailer. The yeah. Godzilla trailer. Yo. Yes. Gentlemen, you are being sent in via Halo Jump. Now, I realize not all of you have had hands-on experience. And frankly, none of us have ever faced a situation quite like this one before. Okay, speak on that. Please. All right, I, I got to speak on this because I feel like I'm about to bite my words about Pacific Rim when, that, when Godzilla comes Here we go. Out. I feel Here we so go. bad. Like, watching the Godzilla trailer, I'm just like, oh, man, I'm going to sit there and be like, Yo, I never want to see Pacific Rim again. <laughs> 
<laughs> like never again. Don't ever show me that so, movie. So, so what is this? Is this a reboot of a reboot? Of this a reboot is, or what? Yeah, this is like the reimagining. Whatever Godzilla appears to be attacking uh, San Francisco. He looks so basically still Japan. Yeah, and the funny thing is, um, reading comments on websites, I noticed that people, um, a little bit younger than me, I say, because I was like in I think college or like late high school when it came out, maybe college, Mm. and I thought it was terrible. The last one with Matthew Broderick. But oh, people yeah. who grew up on it who are like 11, 12 are like, yo, that was my joint. I've never been a, a huge Godzilla fan anyway. Oh, see, as a kid. I used to watch the cartoon with Godzuki and all that. Oh, man, that was, that was, I never, I watched some of that, but I know that wasn't like, as a kid, though, I used to watch all the old joints. They'd come on table and stuff, you know, and you'd watch them, and they were just hilarious, terrible mess. You yeah, know? yeah. You knew it was, it I mean, was it was there then. for the camp. You were there for the camp. Yeah, but yeah, it was, it. as a kid, I loved them joints. So when they made, remade it with Matthew Broderick and it's this weak ass Godzilla running through the city like stamping around <laughs> you know and like oh lays egg that whole yeah the whole journey does this ass. one look good does this one look okay let me not say good does this one look uh in line with this one looks really or? ill because it looks in line with the fact that it's terrible like godzilla looks like he's causing hella damage and it doesn't look like it's it looks depressing Mm. You know, it's like like they show like the effect of the damage, and then he's a monster, or she is, because Godzilla's a female. She, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a monstrous thing. It's not some little. So it's thing. not. It doesn't look like a dinosaur anymore with like a small head. No, or... I mean it's not the small head, but it looks like a giant. You know, it looks like the traditional man in suit Godzilla, as they call it. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, okay. It okay, looks okay, like okay, the traditional okay. Godzilla. It's size like it. And the other thing is they're gonna have the Monster Island, so there's gonna be more than just Godzilla. There's gonna be. So it's gonna be like Godzilla versus. Um, the uh, whatever yeah, Chimera. I can't remember Gamera. I can't remember the names all right now. I'm messing. <laughs> I'm butchering monsters' names. That is how I do it. I did say Chimera because I know that's a monster though. What is it? It's Gamera. Gamera. Oh, Ga- I said Chimera. Gamera. I mean Chimera, but Chimera is a type monster. of monster. It but is. It is. It is. Yeah, yeah. All right. Shout out to Kim Sonia for that. The Godzilla trailer coming out next year, next May. Looks dope. Definitely. I got one more movie. All right. Yo, Cal Drogo. Oh, that's right. Cal Drogo, or rather Jason Momoa, who plays Cal Drogo in Game of Thrones, or played because he died. If you missed that, that's too bad. Um, he's now on board for the Superman versus Batman movie. Mm. No word on who he will play, but um, I, I personally put my my um. Thoughts out of possibly Dark Side, possibly um, who's the who's the other one that I put out? Doomsday. Doomsday. Yeah. Right. I could see Doomsday. I could Dark Side. That's an interesting choice, and I like how Drogo. I mean, the dude or Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa. Yeah, I like him as a actor, and um, well, at least it's Cal Drogo. I didn't see Conan. Right. So I don't know, but I liked him as you know Cal Drogo. He pulled that honestly. Off. My vote is for Cal him to play Cal Drogo in Superman versus Batman. I thought you were gonna say what our uh, commenter said on Twitter. Just now, and thank God you didn't. Uh, because, yeah. The vote the vote for most ladies for Cal Drogo is to play something else in their bedroom. Um, yeah. You know. I mean, I, I don't mind. Uh, hey, hey, you know, I'm, like, like I said on Twitter, I'm going to walk away from this conversation right here. I, I'll, I'll go for uh, Dark Side. Yeah. <laughs> or Doomsday, that other guy in comic books. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, that's who I'm going to go for. I can't really think anyone else. Definitely ain't going to be no Jimmy Olsen. I'll tell you no, that. No, no. Nah. He's not going to be Lobo. Lobo's too small time. Oh, but man. But he could he'd do be Lobo. Perfect. My, my initial thought was Lobo, but they trying to put up bigger, you know, enemies. Damn, so, DC. Know. Villains, oh, rather. Oh, listen to fan bros, DC. I didn't I even mean, think know. about that. Oh, that would be because, so epic. I mean, when I was saying, oh, he should play Cal Joker, I was thinking, well, you know, Cal Joker can't ride no horse. He has to ride like that space bike that he yeah. rode in the cartoon. So, I mean, whatever. I didn't even think about Lobo because, like you say, Lobo is so low rent, basically. Yeah, I mean, comparatively speaking. Yeah, I mean, but all of them are pretty. You know, nobody knows who the hell Dark Side or Doomsday is. If you Listen, if you watch, if you watch the Superman anime series that used to yeah. be on WB, you know who Dark Side is. That Dark Side fight in that Superman animated yes. series is one of the top ten fights ever put on screen that is actually my favorite animation or my favorite style of animation of superman yep and somebody asked me on that same note somebody asked me the other day like what are my top five animation i don't want to go into it too much right now but that's always up there the whole you know what uh oh god i don't want to even mess up my man tim bruce tim thank you sir bruce tim is the godfather of i mean everything Mm. all that was done all the batman animated animated series Justice League Unlimited, even, I mean, he didn't really have as much involvement in Young Justice, Justice, but that was uh, incredible in itself. Yes, sir. All right. That rounds up the Week in Bleak. Well, I mean, we also have, you know, Comics I Copped, which I guess is part of the Week in Bleak, or is it, you know, its own separate thing? You know Comics I Copped is its own entity. Its own entity. Yes, sir. Its own entity. (laughs) It has its own (laughs) statitude, remember? (laughs) Statitude. Well, that's right. Um, So let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back with more Fan Bros. (laughs) Hey, everyone. This is Kid Fury, host of The Read on Loudspeakers. And I just want to let you all know that when I'm not worshiping Beyonce and drinking Hennessy, I'm listening to Fan Bros because it's amazing. So get you a piece and enjoy your life. And welcome back, Fan Bros. I hope that break wasn't too long, but it's time for my favorite segment of the week, Comics I Copped. And this week, I want to talk about a comment that I've talked about before. We've interviewed the creators on Fan Bros. You can check that at fanbros.com where you can get all kind of goodness. But yes, this week, I want to talk about Chu, the most amazing comic from Image Comics by John Lehman with art by Rob Guillory. We interviewed them back at uh, New York Comic Con. Yes, sir. One of my favorite interviews we've done, I was telling them how much I love the comic. They put me on the list where I get the comic uh, ahead of time now, so I'll oh. be reviewing it. Are oh, you up- official? Oh, I'm official now. I'm official. Wow. Like I say, shout out to Mr. Layman, shout out to Mr. Guillory for that, because I get the comic ahead of time. I'll be reviewing it on fanbros.com. But they made something, they made a point uh, when we were at New York Comic Con. They said that Chew is like Watchmen, mm. which is like, if you know Watchmen is one of the most layered comics in existence you can reread it Very. hundreds of times it's just there's so many little details put into every scene in watchmen that you you know you'll find something new every time yep so um man let me tell you i was reading the latest issue and i remember when they said it then i was like okay yeah i guess i mean <laughs> i mean there's a lot there was a lot of good details in chudo i mean there's a lot of like little background notes you know there's little notes on the wall that are hilarious Everyone, you know, at their desk when they're working, they'll have something on their desk that'll be relate to the scene. But like it's some just, funny post-it note. Yeah, post-it. some you know, okay. just random all kind of stuff always going on. When they bust into the kitchen in the restaurant, you know, there's some sign on the wall. It's just always something in true. You know, and little things just happening in the background a lot too. And then there's a lot of like one page things like 
a lot of times they'll show like you know because Chu is about two FDA agents who are involved in okay let me explain every, yeah. to everyone out there Chu is about two FDA agents one of them possesses the power whatever he eats he gets the memory of it hence the name Chu yeah, okay whatever happened to it and so throughout the series there's a lot more people with food related powers either they can cook stuff that makes things happen well he gets the memory of the food he gets the memory of whatever happened to the food. Yeah, he knows its whole life thing. How it wait? Was so killed. it was an apple. He knows the tree it came from. <laughs> okay. Yeah, all that stuff. Oh, okay. So you can like get location and stuff like that. I'm yeah. like, what about something that's like like wheat or something? No, something he, that got no story. Well, no, he'll know where the wheat came from. He'll know who chopped the wheat down. He'll oh, know every. You know, he'll anybody know anybody who ever touched there any anything. The oh. whole wheat's life story. He's gonna know <laughs> we it. We talk about <laughs> wheat. <yo>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how we got off the wheat, but yeah, he's no he knows how gluten gets down. That's all I'm gonna say. But um, yeah. Yeah. No, no, true is, but the, you know, like I say, you know, it's all you know. You're like even describing the right thing. You're like, what? You know, how is this like Watchmen? But let me tell you, they t- the, something will happen in an earlier issue that's gonna start paying off in a later issue. And it might just be a bad, you know, some a little background thing. Yes. But in the latest issue, they brought back something. From early on in the series that I thought was really done for. And then suddenly it's like, oh, no, we remembered. We put that there for a reason. Boom, boom. Here it comes. Oh, you did say that in the interview. Okay, okay. And I I must commend them again. And, like, I just want to recommend everyone out there, you know, if you read the comics, if you don't read comics, especially if you don't like, if you're thinking comics are about superheroes and stuff, nobody in Chew is wearing a costume. I mean, there's, they're FDA agents first. Yeah. So they, I mean, they, they a, suits, right? There is a lot of craziness. There's aliens. There's a. I mean, the fact that he can get the life story behind a piece of bread. Yeah. I mean, any, <laughs> a life story of anything. There's aliens. There's the uh, Pollo, who is a. The Pollo? Yeah. As po- in the chicken? As in the greatest chicken ever. He's a robot cybernetic chicken. Like robot chicken. Like, yeah, he's putting a hurt on Robot Chicken. Though. Wow. Yeah, Pollo is putting the hurt on him. Ro- Pollo is about to get his own limited series. There was a Pollo one-shot. A Jefe Pollo. Yes. Okay. Yes, trust me. When you see Pollo in action, it will. It, it's one of the greatest moments in comics ever. Pollo is, Pollo is, you know, how, how do you say God in Spanish? Dios. Dios. Pollo. Uh, Dio. Dio, yeah. So, like, like Dios mío. Yeah, Dios mío, Pollo. <laughs> Dios mio pollo. But yeah, true. Check it out. Definitely one of the best things out there. I think that's about it for Comics I Cop this week. Oh, shouts to everyone who wants to get free comics. Oh, yes. No, bid this up. This is a big hookup for you. Comicsology is doing a 12 days of free comics movement right now. If you sign up to Comicsology, what you need to do is use your email as usual. Um, they have a page. You can probably just Google it. They have a page where every day is a new free comic. Yesterday, nice. yesterday I actually picked up a free Red Sonia number one comic, mm, and it's, nice. and it's digital. So don't don't expect them to ship you anything. But it's all digital. Even better. But it's free, son. So and and these and they're not doing slim pickings, you know, bottom of the barrel type stuff. They're doing good stuff. And the commentology app, it's dope. Right? I haven't got to yes. use it yet, but people keep telling me how it, like it enhances the panels. And, yes. Like as you move one panel to the next on one page, it brings up that panel. Yes, sir. It's I very need good. to check that out. Shout out to Comicsology. I heard y'all got a crazy app. 
for your comics. We were supposed to get free 50 comics from Comic-Con. I, I slipped right. on that. I, you know what? I slipped on that. I'm an so idiot. Because, but remember, Comic-Con, we were exhausted. Exhausted. So. Exhausted. But shout out to Comixology. Giving away comics. Go get yourself addicted. You got your iPhones. You got your iPods. Everyone out there. IPads, you know, it's Samsung, Galaxy Tab. Galaxy, whatever. You can download Kindles. comics. You can start the obsession. You can read things like Chew. You'll be hyped. You'll be living a better life. And that's, you know, my point of the day. The more you know and all that good stuff. <laughs> you need the more you know music. Let's yeah. stop. <laughs> all right, right now, Tatiana, we do have to introduce our very special event for tonight or for this episode. Mm-hmm. You know, a um, little while back, we interviewed the one and only Mac Wilds. Yes, and it was an amazing interview. This man, this, this young man is very talented, multi-talented. I mean, to say the least, you know, we all know him from The Wire. Yes. Yes, you know, he played the role of Michael. You know, he was the man. You know, everybody loved to hate season four and five, all that good stuff. <laughs> but, you know, now my man Mac Wilds is moving on. I mean, he's still doing the acting thing. He's still doing the acting thing, but he's, he's pursuing his music now. I mean, he's more than pursuing his music. My man just got nominated for a Grammy. Do you, you want to know which Grammy? Doing it. Best Urban Contemporary Album. Album. The whole album. The whole song. album. For the album, name of it is? Uh, New York, A Love Story. Y'all need to check this out. And that's his first Grammy nomination, so congrats, man. I mean, it's his first album. Right. Right out the break. You know, Mac Wilds, like, let me just But I'm saying, just easy. He just came in there and was like, yeah, I got this. And the thing (laughs) is, I mean, I'm I'm really proud of it because not only, you know, is it, you know, a dope album by a New York artist and a dope, you know, singing, R&B, all that, but like he, for this Grammy nom, that means... My man Premier, my mm-hmm. man Salam Remy, mm-hmm. and Pete Rock all got a Grammy nomination yes, right sir. now yes, because sir. they did the production. Y'all just heard me right. If you haven't listened to Mac Wild's album, he got, you know, the gods on there. So you yes, need to go yes. check it out. He got mad features on there, but good features. He got old school, real features. Method. Like Ray. Dope. You know, all kind of people up on that joint. It's check dope. it out. And so right now, without any further ado, we're going to bring you this interview with the Mr. Mac Wild. <laughs> How's everybody doing out there? Today we are joined live in the studio with the one and only Mac Wilds. You may know him as the actor Tristan Wilds, but he's done flipped it up, taking on a new leaf. He's now rapping, singing, got an album out, New York Stories. New York, a love story. New York, a love story. All right. Welcome, Mac. How you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? All right, good, man. I'm really good. Good to meet you. Good to see you in here. Thank you, you so know? much for being on the show. We appreciate no, no, no. this. Thank you for having me. Seriously. Oh, good. I appreciate that. Good. <laughs> All right. Thank you, bro. Um, talking about the album real quick. Your music, it's got a real old school slant to it. Mm-hmm. But you're mad young. You're yes, 89. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm five years older than you, you know. Oh, know. really? Yeah, I don't look at that. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, you know, of course. That's the music that I kind of grew up on, you know? How, though? Uh, although, <laughs> you know, that that's the music of the 80s and the yeah. 90s. Like, that's yeah. the music that, you know, that that was the golden age of hip-hop. Yes. Like, that's the hip-hop that I remember. Like, Wu-Tang used to come into my dad's barbershop, get their hair cut before they, you know, went on tour and everything. So I remember that whole movement. Mm. And, like, having, you know, growing up on music like Wu-Tang, like Tribe Called Quest, you know, um... Freaking King Just, like all of wow. these, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> King Just, yeah. Wow. So, yeah. so like all of these, all of these, um, all of these acts that um, really resonate with the sound and, and what hip hop is. This is, I, it shows you that this is what I grew up on. This is what, um, this is who I am. Most definitely. And speaking on that, you've known the Woo from a young age. So, mm-hmm. how did it feel to have Ray and Meth rhyming on the album? It was kind of like, um. 
complete full circle, you know, from from them knowing me since I was like four years old, and you know, just just seeing me as you know a little kid, you know, not necessarily bad, but inquisitive. <laughs> Inquisitive, right. you know, just Quote, yeah, okay. right, inquisitive. Just you know, getting into things that I probably shouldn't have, mm-hmm. you know. So, so them seeing me grow up in the neighborhood and then grow up in the business, and now I, having a, a an album out, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's it's pretty much like it's like full circle. So I would imagine they've been rooting for you. Absolutely, like since since Stapleton days. Oh wow, yeah. since SI days. Yeah, yeah, since you know back at home days. You know, they they've always. Like it, it was, it's always been weird. Like I, you know, the trajectory, the trajectory of not only my career but my life. You know, um, no matter how bad things have gotten, I've always had, you know, the OGs there around to be like, no, you shouldn't get into that. Maybe you should just stay that route, just go that way. So you had some some guidance. You had some. You had parental guidance, and you had, you yeah, know, of OG course. You, you know, I, I, you know, I, I definitely veered left and right just yeah. to see how my boundaries and sometimes went off of my boundaries. But you know, I've always had those, you know, those guides. You know, whether it was Raekwon, Method Man, or my mom, or my dad, or my grandfather to really just make sure that I, I stayed on the straight and narrow. That's good. You had a great support system. Thank you. That's excellent. Um, I'll talk about the next one. So your family seems to be very involved in Staten Island. Mm-hmm. Um, your father owned the barbershop, like yes, you mentioned. Yes. Your uh, grandmother's known as the Kwanzaa lady. Absolutely. <laughs> so what did, how did all that come about? <clears throat> um, you know, um, I, I think, I think it's just, it just it just came about with having you know a family that uh, you know everyone kind of. Recognize, you know, my dad was known around the neighborhoods as, you know, he, my dad was gigging around, had a band, mm. the whole nine yards. He would also own the barbershop. People used to come to his barbershop, get his hair cut. Um, and my grandmother, she she went around all of, not even just Staten Island, but all of New York. And, you know, she would go to different schools and she would, you know, tell the kids about Kwanzaa, go to the different classrooms, you know, tell, tell them the, the different days in Kwanzaa, what it means. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, that, that, you know, coming from that stock and even further, you know, my grandfather doing stuff, my great grandmother and my great grandfather doing stuff. It just, um, I, I guess it was, I was predisposed to doing something, mm. you know? You had a good family history behind mm. all that. I hope you have your Kwanzaa candles ready. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Now, I know you've known Salam for a minute now. Yes. But how did it feel to get with, uh, like, Pete Rock and Premier? You know, it was like a dream come true. You know, I, like I said, I'm, I'm a kid who who I feel like I grew up in hip-hop. Like, hip-hop was one of the—I'm one of the kids that hip-hop raised. So to have such pioneers like uh, a Pete Rock— uh, a, a DJ premiere, and you didn't you know? just get like you didn't like take the remake of premiere track. You no, went and we got, got premiere right. to redo right. the joint. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's crazy. So like to get premiere to get Rock, Pete Rock, you know, to get freaking Havoc from Mob Deep, you know, like all of these guys who who are you know are integral in in making what we consider the New York sound. Not necessarily a ninety sound, but the New York sound, mm-hmm. that boom bap, that's our sound. Yeah. Um it, it 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 you know, I felt like a kid in a candy store. It was a dream come true. And that's funny too, because lately I've been talking about how I feel like the problem with the New York sound right now is that there's a lot of kids who grew up in New York but not knowing the New York sound. Like yeah. the ASAP Rockies and mm-hmm. stuff, yeah. they more grew up <clears throat> listening to the Paul Walls and mm-hmm. the Slim Thugs, you know, because that was popping. When they were young, everyone Absolutely. sounds like they're from yeah. down south now. Yeah. But to see you bring that straight up boom bap to it is 
you know, we all grew up in different households. I think that's the main thing, you know. Um, that 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 and Rocky's my boy, so mm-hmm. it's like I understand. I understand exactly what he means when he says that because it was the same thing with me. Like, I like growing up in a household where Wu Tang came from. You can't not <laughs> listen to Wu Tang, yeah, right. and it's like you can't listen to like it. Like I had a brother who was who was super duper into hip hop, so it was like he's the one who put me on to like, you know. Um, you know the, um, da, you know Daru and um, mm. like all of these iconic, you know I guess underground back then hip hop artists. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, it, it's it's yeah I, I just grew up in a real hip hop household, so it it, may, it makes sense to to make the music that I make. All right, then what's your favorite Wu album? My favorite Wu album would it would definitely either be the first one or Wu Tang Forever. We'll take forever because it was a double disc. Yeah, <laughs> but um, that first one because you, you, you—it was these. It just seemed like it was these kids out of this dirty, crazy place that you never want to go. And what, like, sh- like to hear shame on a nigga back then? It was like, <laughs> yo, that's exactly like, yo, I dare somebody. The, the funniest thing is like when I first heard Method Man. I'm from Houston, so I grew up oh, yeah, down yeah, south. Yeah. So when I first heard Method Man, I was like, eh, it's alright. And I didn't hurt protect your neck. But then I saw the video <laughs> for Method Man, the first video, the original dirty, uh-huh. grimy one, and I was an instant fan because I was, you know, I could feel it. I, you know what you say? You saw. You yeah. didn't never want to go there, yeah, but you but can you tell they were coming yeah. out of there. So it was like, okay. So I'm gonna switch gears a little bit. Okay. So just to give you some more insight, Fan Bro Show is a show where we showcase geek culture from people of color. Okay. And cool. I know you don't see us a lot in the media, or you don't see the people who are the cool geeks, but we <laughs> exist, and we would consider you a cool geek. Oh, now, I appreciate that. We do now, considering you come from a very heavy genre show, you came from The Wire. Yes. You, know, you did that for like what? That was what, five years ago, right? Yeah. Five not. years ago. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. It's been that long. Yeah. It's it been ended, that long. yeah. Uh, yeah, just about. Yeah, almost five years. Yeah. Like maybe no, maybe like seven years. Cause I'm 24 now. It ended when I was 17. Okay. Oh wow. Yeah. Wow, that's a lot. Of, that's a lot of time there. So, like I said, we consider you a geek, but would you consider yourself? Absolutely, 200. percent Really? <laughs> really? Yeah. So, so what? What do you like that you think, put, believe is geek culture? Um, I'm, what are you into? I mean, I'm a I'm a gamer, of course. Gamer. Well, first, okay. first and foremost. PS4, Xbox. Uh, I have both. Mm. Why, like, good, why, good answer. Yeah. Why? Good why answer. Just, <laughs> why just have that's one? That's what right? I tell you. Yeah. Good answer. Um, uh, I'm a, like I said, I'm a gamer. Uh, I definitely collect action figures. Uh, Where? Which one? Uh, I I collect like a, a lot of hip hop like action figures. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, and either those are anime. Okay. Yeah. So she's our like, she's our anime the expert. Anime, the resident yeah. anime expert. So it'll be that or anime. Like uh, like I'll get some like Akira like limited edition toys. Or like some like some Todd McFarlane Spawn joints that look like anime. Just yeah. Like dope. yeah, I used to have the manga Spawn joint. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know. <laughs> so, I didn't buy any other Spawn toys, but when I saw that one, I was like, okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you know, th- that, like I, I still collect all of those, and you know, I saw Rubik's cubes in, in minutes, like all of that stuff. Wow. Yeah. So wait, so you naming all of these like really classic things? Did you go to New York Comic Con? Or did you nah, want to go? Of course or, I wanted to Or go. San Diego Comic-Con even? I've always wanted to go to Comic-Con. I've never gotten a chance to. I've always been working. Really? Well, we actually went. We covered a lot of it. It was a lot of fun. And I'm just thinking about I would about be that. one of the kids that dressed up. And too. that was my next question. Mm. Would you do that cosplay? <laughs> Absolutely. What would you dress Absolutely. up as? I'd probably be Wolverine. Really? Wolverine. He's your favorite X-Men? One of them. Yeah, no, definitely. He's probably. He's definitely my favorite. 
my top X Men. Top of the top. Yeah. Okay. Top of the top X Men. I like that. Yeah. If you could play a comic book character, who would you want to play? Oh man, um, there's, there's there's not many. <laughs> there's not many that I could play. Um, it would have to be. Well, you know, like they're pushing it now because they got uh, Michael B. Jordan is up. He might be Human Torch. Oh really? Yeah. Yes. Wow. So okay. they're they're not. Yeah, they're like yeah. yeah you know, the playing. doors are opening right now. I mean, then I then I do the um. Wolverine. <laughs> no, I do the new uh, Spider Man. You guys know the new Spider Man. Morales. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I, I can mom. see you yeah. doing that. I'd be mom. That's good. Definitely. That's good. So that that actually we, we're jumping ahead a little bit, but you had kind of already answered it. You worked a little bit with George Lucas when you did Red Tails. Mm-hmm. So you were in direct contact with one like the geek forefathers, Absolutely. you know, with Star Wars and all that stuff. Absolutely. And I looked at your IMDB page, you got some solid credits. Mm-hmm. I didn't see any sci fi or fantasy credits. Yeah, never and I, I never got it. Absolutely. What? Absolutely. Two hundred percent. I just never got the opportunity to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there, there's there was nothing there was never anything that came up that that really grabbed me to the point of um, you know, yes, I want to do that. And then if it did, when I auditioned for it, they were like, "Ah, oh, maybe you look a little too young." I was like, <laughs> that's so. not. When I was looking at this question, I thought to myself, he could have been in like Ender's Game. He could have been in Pacific no. Rim. Yeah, like, no. I can see. I was you supposed in that. to be. I, I auditioned for um, Divergent. I auditioned for um, Hunger Games, but they all said I looked too young at the time. May the odds be ever in your favor. I know. Tell me. About <laughs> Pray for me. That's all right. I, 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 we really, like I said, we, we talk about geek culture from a perspective of people of color. We want to push more of our young brothers and Absolutely. young sisters to get into these roles and get yeah. involved and get more in the spotlight. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, as you are clearly, you know, representative of, we like these things. You yeah. know, we, yeah. we enjoy we being love part it. of it. We love it. We love it. <laughs> Thank you. All right, we got to ask you about it, man. We, t- okay. we said it before, it's been five, seven years yeah, now. Just about, yeah. When you, when you first came on to The Wire, uh-huh. you were, what, how old? 16. 16. So when you first came on, did you have any idea? Did, like, because even then, The Wire wasn't even that popular. Like, it is yeah, now. Yeah, 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 nah. Like, when you came on especially, it was still, it was it like was the still, writer yeah. strike was going on. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of mm-hmm. uncertainty, whether it even last. Yeah, people people didn't even want us to, you know, like, I, I remember people were like, yo, we're not even going to watch this season because how is the how is the wire going to come back from Stringer dying? Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So, um, when we went into it, I did, I had no idea. Like, I, like, and, and even, even while, even while we were shooting it, like, I didn't really, I didn't really grasp, um, I, I guess, the impact that it would make on society and on popular culture. You know, I was just, I was more so like the 16-year-old kid that was happy to be out of school and get paid to, yeah, I'm getting paid to be on a TV show to curse and shoot guns. Like, I'm not, Uh, That's true, though. I I, like, you have to be real with us. That's the truth. Like, Like you you got freedom. Yeah, it was was freedom for a 16-year-old. So, I mean, I was just out there having fun. But to see... Um, you know, the, like to look back at it now, like I'm looking, like when I watch the sh- rewatch the shows now, like at an older age, like I'm looking at it, I'm like, yo, we, we really did something here, and I really mm-hmm. wasn't, I, I, I was just having fun reading the scripts. And at 16, I mean, you were doing something, man, because Michael, you know, becomes one of the most yeah. iconic characters. Like Thank that you, is man. like, and like I always say when I watched it, because I think I watched that season like on a binge, so I was like running through it, you know, episode <laughs> after episode. <laughs> 
And it was like I I didn't expect Michael to turn like that. You know, yeah, I yeah. thought he was going to be. I thought uh, Naaman would be. You know, the gangster. Mm-hmm. You know, because of his father of course, and everything. Of course, yeah. And then it was just like, but you just slowly saw it as the season went on. Yeah. You were like, okay, Michael's really taking care of him. You know, he's really doing this. He's but you know, really like that, I think that was the best thing about the wire. You know, there's they, such um, they 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 always show the um. I guess the juxtaposition that is life. You know, the the lines are so blurred. You know, you the 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 cops aren't necessarily the good guys, and the drug dealers aren't necessarily the bad guys. So where you would see Naaman, where it seems like he he was literally groomed to mm. be the next big whatever, it it just wasn't in his spirit to be that. Right. You know, Something whereas yeah, whereas Michael, you know, this kid who. The last person you would probably think of, you know, it, 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 that's what happened. It's the most gangster of them <laughs> <Yeah>. all. Because <laughs> I was, I mean, by the end of the season, I was, surprised, like, blown away. And then, like you say, you didn't even realize what, you know, nobody realized at that, that time. They were like, you know, how are you going to come back after Stringer Bell? Mm-hmm. But now season four might be considered the best season of The Wire. Yeah, like, definitely. You know, and, and probably one of the top five seasons of television right oh shit thank no you. i mean i've seen it on lists i'm not just saying that myself you know <laughs> no, it's like thank you it's up there dog that was like it's an amazing thing and uh, on that same note recently you know breaking bad just ended mm-hmm. are you a fan of that show i haven't even gotten a chance to really get into it uh and i and everybody keep everybody telling me about it i netflix need to it. i know i need to get them on yeah. netflix game because that you know that's like the only show in recent memory that's been compared to the wire that's what everyone's been telling me yeah so that's why i'm like ah, i gotta watch it now yeah i've got to watch it now definitely one of my homeboys is aaron paul so shout out to aaron paul uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. we, we like to quote him on the show a lot yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot. bitch comes up a lot right we do that a lot <laughs> So, um, I wanted to take it back to the music a little bit because I listened to your album. Okay. And I would say my absolute favorite is Don't Turn Me Down. Okay. I like, I really like that record. Like, Thank you. I, I just like the way the, the, just sonically, it's just, it just really pleases me for some reason. I don't Thank know why. Thank you. On that record, you said, what did you say? You said traveling, you mentioned traveling through space and time. <coughs> yeah. And you mentioned it in the context of love, but mm. this is fan bros. So, okay. If we're talking about space and time, we're talking about time travel. Do you? Absolutely. What if time travel was real? Like, would you do it? Would you use it to go back and change anything in your life? Um. Nah, I feel. I you know, I'm one of those guys who feel everything that I've been through made me who I am today, mm-hmm. or what I am right now. So, um, if I went back and changed something, I probably wouldn't be as smart as I am right now, or or as well equipped to to handle, I guess the um, the ups and downs of everything that you know, that life throws at me right now. Mm, so I see. Yeah. I just take everything as a learning experience and just chalk it up as, as a loss if it has to be. <laughs> so you're using like terminator rules where you mess up a whole timeline. Yeah. <laughs> don't touch anything. <laughs> don't breathe. Don't step on anything. Don't break anything. Yeah. Something will change up. Okay. I like that a lot. You're really cool. Um thank you. Can you um name some of the anime you said that you like? Um, like you said, Akira. Akira. Akira probably is my like my f- my favorite because it was the first one that I seen. I like, mean, like Naruto. Or... Na- I, I like Naruto a lot. Um, I'm definitely a Dragon Ball Z fan. Yeah, um, I I quote DVD a lot, and and then I'm always like, what are you yeah. talking about? Yeah, Dragon Ball Z. Akira Ooh. is definitely my joint, but yeah. Dragon Ball Z, I never. DBZ or like Fist of the North Star. Fist Ooh. of the North Star, definitely. That's yeah. classic. Yeah. That's so classic. yeah, there, there's a, there's a few that I that, that I definitely have. 
you know, hidden up on my DVD, you know, collection that I just pulled down when nobody's all around. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give you two, if you haven't seen them before, I'm going to give you two recommendations. You should okay. watch a show called Death Note. Death Note, I've heard, I've You've watched heard of it. it. You have watched it? Mm-hmm. Like that show? Absolutely. Okay. And there's another one called Read or Die. I haven't heard, I read that. It's about, about it, just to give you a quick synopsis, it's about three sisters who can control paper. And mm. like they can, and they use, they weaponize it too. So they can create, they take, they have like millions of books and they rip out all the pages of the paper and use it to create things. So like they can create, like when they want to get around, they create like a giant phoenix. <laughs> and they all fly. sit in it and fly around. That's and then they fly. have people they fight against with paper. So it's, it's really interesting. So I think okay. you should check it out. Okay. Then I mean, would you? Uh, did you have anything else that you wanted to add? No, I think that's a pretty much it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So um, you could do. I guess you could do your closing now. All right. Well, Fan Bro Show. Thank y'all for joining us. We had a great time here with Mac Wilds. Me and Tatiana King. We'll be putting this into a regular episode. Thanks, Mac. Anything you want to say to the fans out there? Uh, just go get the album. It's out right now. And uh, hit me up on Instagram and Twitter at Mac Wilds. M A M A C K W I L D S. And just uh, let me know what you think. Word. All right, thank you for joining us, man. Thank you for having me. Peace.